Am I on? I'm on. Before I get going, one thing about family, I got, a, I got a cool thing I found out this week. A few weeks ago, I was talking to a friend of mine who goes to Mount Olive Baptist down in Lackawanna here, in a, in a rough section of town. He was telling me one of the ladies there, Lisa, her son had been murdered, and she was really hurting. So I talked to Pastor, and we took, if you were here a few weeks ago, we passed um, sympathy cards around the church and had everybody sign it. <clears throat> Talked around this week. He said she was totally blown away. He said, I don't know these people. And we reached out to her. Because we're all family. And she, he said she was totally overwhelmed. She said, how do I thank these people? He said, I, I, you know, I know. So, so she's saying thank you. And she said she read every note. And a few of the people put down that, you know, I went through what you've gone through, what you're going through. So she was so blessed. Because that's what family's all about. The whole body of Christ is one big family. <laughs> we just got to remember that. And quit arguing with each other. But, and can you put up, your kingdom come, your will be done. All right. The nice thing, too, about having a baby dedication today is that the leadership, you come to know this church, the leadership of this church are, are like a bunch of kids. Dan hasn't grown up, you know. And it's, yeah, we just aren't. And your kingdom come, your will be done. So when they told me we're going to be doing the, the, a series on, on the Lord's Prayer, being a kid, I said, I claim verse 10, I claim verse 10, and I got it. <laughs> so I got to speak on this one. So <clears throat> look at that verse. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's God's will? On earth as it is in heaven. That's really what he wants. We're a far ways from it. But he wants to use us. We're more special than we realize. And he loves using nobodies. He loves using the foolish ones. Because we know we're nothing, and so we give him all the glory. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just does. He loves using people who, and the bottom line to it, Jesus said the first and the greatest commandment he said, as a love to Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul. That's the first and greatest commandment. The second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang. On these two, all the rest, everything else. That's the foundation. And everything we do, everything we are has got to be based on loving him first. And he said to me one time, he said, you can't do the second one properly unless you first do the first one first. You can't love our, we can't love our neighbor as ourselves unless we first love our, our Heavenly Father and let him put his love into us. He gave me, a, there, there's another scripture that says, we love him because he first loved us. So, so the more we receive his love, the more we get it into us, the more we're going to love him back. He gave me a vision one time. I saw it, it was like a, like a two-dimensional picture of a guy standing there 
worshiping God, and the size of his, his arms were like a V, like the size of a funnel. And as he was worshiping God, as he was lifting his heart up to God, it was like liquid gold, like a thick honey was being poured into him. That the more we open up our hearts to him, the more he pours his, his love and everything into us. And then we go for it. Then we just take it with us. Another thing, the, the word says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Does the world need some peace and joy? <laughs> so when our heart is right with him, when, we're, when our heart is in right standing with him, when we're getting it right, we're all going to make mistakes. Ain't nobody perfect. We're all going to make mistakes, but the more, the more our heart is towards him, the more quickly we're going to recognize it, the more quickly we're going to turn and repent. And, and Lord, Dad, forgive me. But then we take that out with us. We take that peace and that joy with us. People need it. People need it. There's a lot of hurting people out there. There's a lot of sad people out there. There's a lot of fear. There's a whole lot of fear out there. Perfect love casts out all fear. So the more we receive his love into us, the less fear we're going to have. It just works that way. And then the more you love him, the more you get, he pours his love into you, it's, it's, it's like a, you're going to want to please him. You're going to want to do the things that please him. You just are, because it feels good. And then the closer you get to him, then you start talking to him. He's fun. You know, even when you get it wrong. <laughs> I remember one time I said, God, I got this great idea. So I told him what it was, and he, and he said to me, write out 20 times. If it's not a good idea, it's not a God idea. I said, all right. So I wrote out seven times. I get to seven. I said, I got the hint. He said, I said 20. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. But, you know, he's fun. He is. He's fun to be with. In his presence is the fullness of joy. So the more you let him just wrap his arms around you, the more love you're going to have, the more, no matter what you're going through in life, you're going to know he's there with you. You're going to know it. You know, look, as I was doing like a study on what, on the kingdom of God and everything, is one of the things was the Pharisees were asking, when's the kingdom going to come? He said, no, 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 it doesn't come with observation. You're gonna look, not going to look and see it. And don't say here it is or there it is. He says, for the kingdom of God is within you. It's in your heart. If Jesus is in your heart, you got the kingdom in there. And that's huge. I mean, the more you dig into it, it it's, it'll, blow your, it'll blow your mind off. It really will. Here's one. And Pastor Dan brought this up a few weeks ago. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. And Pastor Dan brought this up a few weeks ago that in Mark eleven twenty two, most translations of the Bible will say, and Jesus answered and said, have faith in God. But the word in is not there in the original Greek. He literally says, have God faith, or the God kind of faith. Have the faith of God. And Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. So he's commanding us to have God, the faith of God, if you love him. That's why we've got to be like little kids. That whatever he says, we'll do it because he's our daddy. 
you know, to our, 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 an adult mind, we're going to logically, we're going we're to try to analyze it, and it's not going to make any sense. How can I have the faith of God? Well, you're his kid. Just act like him and work on it. If you mess up, he knows you're going to mess up. He expects you to mess up. I heard this one message a few years ago. The guy said he knows every mistake we we're ever going to make, and he factored our stupidity into our destiny. Isn't that good news? <laughs> he does. He knew everything I was going to do wrong. He knew it ahead of time. He knows every situation I'm going to be in. So he wants me to focus my heart on him so that when I get there, no matter what it is, I've got a piece about it. There's a book out that's been out for years and everything, um, The Voice of the Martyrs, the magazine and everything, and how these guys are being, you know, burned at the stake and everything, and they're about to be burned, and they're, and they're saying to the, you know, the wife, hey, don't worry, honey, you know, you'll be with me. I was like, no big deal. I had a friend, he, he was ministering on, this, on the Midwest somewhere, and he said his one biker was all just wired on drugs, and he walked up to him and stuck a knife up to his throat. He said, you can't threaten me with heaven. He said, what? He said, I'm a born-again Christian. I die, I go straight to heaven. You can't threaten me with heaven. He goes, you're serious, aren't you? <laughs> you know, just busted the detention there. And he was serious. And a few months, like three or four years later, this guy was an el- a deacon in his church. You know, but just that truth and the boldness to say, can't scare me. It, ju- it just busts things off of people. A few weeks ago, I, I was volunteering. I uh, helped out with this other church as a booth, as an evangelistic booth in, in the Erie County Fair. And it blew me away how apathetic people are. They don't realize. You know, how bad it is, you know, how bad, I mean, heaven is awesome. You know, I mean, just people have gone to heaven, it's just glorious, it's just amazing. And being away from God, one of the meanings, matter of fact, at the, the, I looked up the word sin, and the, mostly it's to miss the mark. You know, you're off base, you, you missed it. But the very, the top meaning of it is, to be without a share. Like you're off track. You're without a share in his kingdom. You're missing it. He wants you to get back on track. He wants, you to, he wants to, it says, it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants to bless you. He really does. That's why he went to the cross, to pay the price for every sin. And then he said, after he went to the cross, he said... <clears throat> All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. You go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Here's a question. <laughs> if all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus, how much authority does the devil have? None, unless we give it to him, unless we allow him to take it. Unless he can convince us he's the father of lies, he's the master deceiver. So why is the planet as messed up as it is? We believe the lies. If you believe the lie, you will power the liar. You know, so we have to real. this is why we really need to get it in our hearts how much he truly loves us. There was an old cliche, you know, that, that if you were the only one on the planet, God would have, he would have gone to the cross for you. I used to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Lord said to me one time, he said, no, that's true. 
He said, I love each and every one of you that much. That much. And there's nothing you can do to make him love you anymore. There's nothing you can do to make him love you any less. He just love. He is love. I don't know if I can get on the screen, but, and this is one, it's getting to be one of my all-time favorite verses ever. Matthew 18, 3. And this so fits where we are today. Anyway, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you turn, and it just turn, and become like little children, you'll never get into the kingdom of God. Unless you turn and become like little children. Edith, we've got it. <laughs> yeah! What's that all about? It's like trusting in your heavenly daddy. Trusting in his love for you. Just like even with Evan, I mean, as much as he's running around and everything, <laughs> you still love him. <laughs> like, yeah, you love him. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes our heavenly father wants to smack us upside the head. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he allows circumstances into our lives so that we can see what's in us. So that we can see how we're not trusting him like we we're supposed to. So that we can see how we don't have the faith of God. For, for months, the Lord kept giving me over and over and over again the story of Peter stepping out of the boat and walking on the water. As long as his eyes were focused on Jesus, every step he took was a miracle. He was walking over the storms. Yet as soon as he got his eyes off of Jesus to look at the storm, and the Lord showed me, like, whatever storm of life it is, he started to sink. But Jesus still grabbed them by the hand. So, oh, you little, why'd you doubt? Why'd you doubt? I mean, if you're walking on top of water, <laughs> you know, you, why would we want to look at the storm? And I had a friend, she, she was stepping out, she's stepping out of the boat, going out, she was going to take a missionary trip, and she was nervous, and she was taking these little steps, and I go and show me how every time she would take a little step, there would be like a lily pad under her foot, and another one, and another one, and another one, and then the, the, the water was, like the mist was kind of hitting her in the face, but she kept, no, no, I'm going to focus on Jesus, I'm going to focus on Jesus. We need to be like that. We need to be like that, and again, the more we get his love into us. The more we fall in love with him, the more we're going to do it. The man, that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're going through, mm, you know, it's just like, mm, I don't understand. I don't see, I, it doesn't make any sense to me, but Dan, I know you're with me. I know you're with me. I know you're with me. And he wants to use us. If we've got the kingdom in us, his power is in us. He said, the works that I do, you'll do also in even greater works. One part, he, and, and I was reading it, said, if you, if, you, if you believe in me, you'll not only do what was done to this fig tree. Remember when he spoke to the fig tree and it withered up? He said, but you'll speak to, the, to this mountain. And a, a, just like it jumped off into my face, I spoke to a fig tree, you're going to speak to mountains. Hallelujah. He was limited... Because the enemy still had authority until he went to the cross and bought back what, what Adam stole. Now all authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. The enemy doesn't have anything. 
Plus, during that, he said, look, I'm giving you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, everything that can bite your sting or poison you, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will by any means harm you. Nothing. And you know, if you've done anything for the Lord, if you start stepping out in faith, a lot of times, and you start going up against the enemy's kingdom, there's going to be a backlash. You know, so he's going to try and smack you. About the last, since, I get, since that verse has been in my heart, I think like four different times I've started to get a backlash a little bit. And I just, I'm, I mean, it's just, Dad, I did what you told me to do. Dad, your words, I, Jesus said it himself. He said, nothing will by any means harm me. So I'm putting this in your hands. And as soon as I did that, whatever was coming against me just pfft, fizzled away. Because he's God. You know, he, the devil's under our feet. Again, he's the master deceiver. And we've all got stuff inside of us. We've all got stuff as we've been growing up, just what we've gone through in life. Things have been put in us. And so he wants to get him, get him out. He wants to pour his glory out like he, through the church like we've never seen it. He does. He wants to use us to work miracles, signs, and wonders like the world has never seen. It's going to happen. So he's got to clean us up. That's why he's bringing stuff up to the service. A lot of times, if you're going through something, Lord, what am I supposed to learn in this? Lord, you're here. You're, you're my dad. You got me. You know, and not to worry about, about this stuff. He's bigger than it all. I had a friend a few years ago, he gave me a, a, C, a D, C, DVD on um, all the secret societies, all the little stuff, that, the people behind the scenes who are running everything and blah, 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 blah. And I knew a little bit about it, but these guys were bigger than I thought. I mean, they got some power behind them. And, I'm, and so I'm, and part of it was I, I even questioned their you know, the evidence that they had and everything. But still, I got this fear started hitting me like, whoa, they're bigger and better than I thought. And as soon as that fear came, the Lord said to me, I knew every one of them before they were formed in their mother's womb. I have every hair on every one of their heads numbered. I know what the devil's going to do before he even thinks about doing it. I started laughing. <laughs> what do I have to worry about? That's just it. All authorities has. We gotta quit giving it to them, giving it, giving it up. So this is what we gotta keep doing. The more we fall in love with him, that's the bottom, that's the key, that's the whole foundation of what it's all about. We just gotta give him our heart, give it all to him. And you never know how you might be used. When I was a brand new baby Christian, I went to uh, went on a missionary trip to China. I didn't know anything about what I was doing, but <clears throat> they preached the message. We handed out Bibles and everything, and then at the end, we're just kind of standing off to the side, just chilling. And this Chinese lady comes walking up to us, going, mm, mm, "I mean, pounding the side of her head," and we're like, "Whoa, she's got a nasty headache," you know. So it's like, "All right, all right." So we bow our heads, laid our hands on her shoulder, just started coming against this headache pain in the name of Jesus. And we finished by saying, 
Lord, thank you for healing our sister. Yes, Lord, thank you for healing our sister. As soon as we said thank you for healing our sister, she started flipping out. She started going berserk. I mean, she's jumping up and down going crazy. We don't speak Chinese or whatever, and all these people come running over. Like, we're like, we didn't do nothing on this. All we did was pray for headache. No, I mean, she's a nutcase. Turns out she was deaf and her ears popped open. We didn't know it. They, they had a, a booth with a bunch of deaf folks and they had some signers doing, doing the, the, the message. And part of the message was what Jesus said, and these signs will follow those who believe in my name. You'll lay your hands on the sick and they'll recover. So she was believing what the word said. So she was just looking for somebody who, laid, who believed in the name of Jesus to lay hands on her. And as soon as we said, thank you for healing her, that's when our words connected with her faith and the healing came. He likes shoes and foolish ones. Another one years ago, and this is, this is a funny one because <clears throat> don't mess with moms, all right? All of us guys, we know that, don't mess with moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was living up in Alaska, and, and I got a phone call that my mom had fallen down the stairs. Head first, slid on, slid on her arm, broke her arm here, here, crushed her elbow, broke her rib. <clears throat> Went to three different doctors. None of them wanted to operate on her. Finally, she knew the one guy went to St. Martin's up here. And she said, wait a second. Do you believe in that man upstairs? Do you believe in God? You know, and I've heard people say, don't ever call him the man upstairs. You know what? I, I can see that out of a disrespect. But this is his daughter hurting. And he's just wanting to know, do you believe in him? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in my dad? So he said, okay, come on, let's go. <clears throat> does the surgery, puts her, in a, puts her in a cast, you know, one of those adjustable casts. <clears throat> he said, normally, four to six weeks at your age, six to eight weeks. She goes home. It's the first week of December. She said, four to six weeks, six to eight weeks. Jesus, you got to heal me. I got 20-something people coming over for Christmas dinner. How am I going to pick up the turkey? How am I going to bake the cookies? <laughs> I mean, the things of life, the necessities. She says, you got to promise me you're going to heal me. So she goes back in like 10 days later. They, you know, taking the um, x-rays, readjusted, see how it's coming along. Completely healed. Completely healed. 10 days. So she said the doctor's walking around before and after x-rays saying, look at this, 10 days, look at this, 10 days. She said, I got mad at him. <laughs> she says, don't you dare take any credit for it. You didn't want to operate on me. You said six to eight weeks. You didn't do what Jesus did. I started laughing. I said, I could have told him, don't get mom mad. <laughs> she'll, she'll give you a whooping. But he wants to show his love to his kids. Where are his kids? Where are his kids? He wants to use us. He wants to show you how much he loves you. He wants you to receive his love in your heart. He wants you to know that you know, he loves you before we even love him. We can't give him the kind of love he deserves. He's got to put it in the hearts first so that we can give it to him. That's it. It's all about relationships. And the rest of it's going to come. All the giftings, all that other stuff, it's going to come. You know, all that, and that's just it. You're going to want more of him. You're going to want more. And then he'll start telling you things. He'll start giving you prophetic words or whatever, words of knowledge, whatever, whatever. And he'll start, just do it out of love. Just care about people. That's, that's what he wants to use. 
And be humble. That's the other thing is humility. Which is another thing about being like a little kid. You know, a little kid a bunch of, you know, amongst a bunch of big adults, they know they don't have a lot going for them. You know, they know they depend on mom and dad. I was at a friend's house one day, and, and their little, I think she was like about six or seven, came in, we were having a prayer time, and Sarah was praying up a storm, like, whoa. <laughs> she walked out of the room and said, she knows how to pray. And she said, yeah. He said, as far as she's concerned, mom and dad can do everything, and if they can't, Jesus can. Yeah. Can your heavenly father do anything? Yeah. Matter of fact, Jesus said, this blew me away. Jesus said, I don't do anything or I don't say anything unless I get it from the Father. Yet he said over and over, it's like six or seven different times, he says, whatever you ask the Father, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find, knock, it'll be opened to you. For everyone who, call, who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds, it'll be open. Who seeks, finds, and him who knocks, will be open." Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you'll not only do what was done to this fig tree, but if you say this mountain, be removed and be canceled and And whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you'll receive. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask, whatever things you ask, and that word ask means whatever you call for, whatever you desire, whatever you require, believing, you'll receive it. One thing, and, and I... And I, I because I take him at his word. If he says something, I, I believe it. And so I looked, I dug into scriptures. Over, I, I, I did the word for you. You don't have to. You can't ask him the time. You can't ask him the time. So you might be praying for something huge, but it's his timing. He knows the right timing. Sometimes if we ask, I asked when I was a baby Christian, again, I was <clears throat> praying one time, and I heard about this. First, I, this one guy just, a little teaching, he said, just, just practically, he said, you know, make out a budget and pray over it. Say, Lord, this is Dad, this is what I need to live on, and I, I need you to I'd ask you to help provide for it. And then a few days later, I heard about this missionary who was down in Argentina, and he started off tithing, he started off giving 10%. Then he went up 20, 30, 40, where he, his income went up to where he was now living on 10 and giving 90. So I pulled out that budget, and I said, Lord, that's what I want to do. This is what I need to live in. I want this to be 10%. Two days later, the lady from China was in town, and she sticks her finger in my face, and she said, God's going to make you a millionaire. Not because you want it, but because you want to give. Is that true? Did you just ask him? Haven't got it yet. It's his timing. But I know it's there, and you can't beat that promise out of me with a stick. I know he's going to do it. Why? Because I want to give, because I want to help. Heard of this missionary couple from down, they were down in the Dominican Republic, and, and <clears throat> they got to be friends with the cousin of the Dominican Republican, Republic's, um, the president. They were looking to build an orphanage, and so they, got, they had favor with the government, so the government gave them some, some land, and now they're trying to raise money to, to build an orphanage on it. So they're in this elevator one time in the capital city, and they're telling this story to this guy, and he says, that's what I do. I said, huh? He said, yeah, 
I'm the guy who invented the milk carton. A simple, basic thing that everybody uses. Patented it. He's a multimillionaire, and what he does with his money is he builds orphanages. Do you think God wants to give some of us ideas? Some creative ideas? Another guy, he was a worship leader, and he said he would love going, taking his group out to different churches, and they couldn't afford to bring to church and all that stuff, so he asked the Lord for an idea. And he, downloaded, he lived out in the country, and the Lord downloaded the blueprint for a hunting bow. Did you ever see those bows with the wheels on it? That's Matthew's multi It's Matt McPherson. He's the guy who designed it and everything like that. And so he's praying it because real popular. He's, it's doing great. And he said, Lord, thank you. Thank you for giving me that idea. And the Lord said to him, no, thank you for asking. Where are his kids? His kingdom is in us. All authority in heaven has been given to him. All wisdom and knowledge comes from above. It all comes from him. What kind of ideas, what kind of talents? I mean, there's all sorts of stories out there. God wants to use us. His kingdom is inside of us, and he wants it to come out. There's nothing impossible for him. And the more you receive his love, the more you get it inside of you. And again, he is fun. In his presence is the fullness of joy. I was praying with a friend of mine last week. I mean, he was, whatever he was going through, as we started praying, the joy hit him. He started laughing uncontrollably. I mean, he just, he finally said, I got to hang on. I'm going to pee my pants. I go, <laughs> he couldn't stop. I mean, his joy is there. And how many of us need it? We all do. And if we get an excess, we can pass it out. Okay. Yeah. That's what he wants us to do. That's how we spread his kingdom around. And you never know what truth, just what, whatever, can break the lie of the enemy. Just one little truth can just snap something in, our, in, our, in the way our thinking is. Whatever fear, whatever doubt, whatever it is. So let him use you. Just be open to his love. Just let him, let him use you. Peter, do we have any videos set up? Oh, yeah. Because he'll use, he'll make, if you're available. You know, I hear this over and over again. You he said, if you lay your hand on the sick and they'll recover. Well, what if they don't get healed? Well, what if they do? If you don't pray for them, they're not going to get healed, but what if they do? A couple of Wednesdays ago, we started doing prayer nights in here. And we were praying, and Andy was just sitting off to the side, not saying a thing. <laughs> so I said, Andy, you got anybody to pray for? 
And he said, yeah, my friend's mom is in a coma in the hospital. So we prayed. What happened? One day. Yeah. So he wants us. So whoever you are, even if you're just sitting off to the side kind of avoiding the whole thing, <laughs> God still wants to use you. You're not going to get away with it sitting off to the side. You know, there's an old cliche, never say never with God. No, I'll never work with kids. That doesn't work. <clears throat> I've been saying for years, I will never spend this winter in Hawaii. And it, it's never happened. Praise God. So it's about time, but just know that he loves you. And receive it. Receive what he's got for you. Receive the best that he's got for you. If you need wisdom, you need God, you whatever it is, go to him. If you need help, grab a prayer partner. We're, that's what family's all about. All right, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, 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 this Wednesday, okay, we're do, we've been doing, if you go here, this, we've been doing prayers here on Wednesday night. That's kind of the, the home care group. But this Wednesday, we, we walk the streets. What we do once a month, we, we gather here. A group stays here and prays for the groups that goes out, and, and then they go out two by twos or in threes and just walk the neighborhoods, and we just pray over anybody who wants who wants prayer. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Amen. Pastor Dan. Praise the Lord. Thanks, Bill. You're the biggest kid I've, I've ever met in my life, <laughs> and you're 63, so uh, thank you for that. Amen? The Bible says that our hero, Jesus, rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light. Now we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with God. We have fellowship with one another. Isn't that fantastic? Maybe you're, maybe you're in, in a kingdom where you've set yourself up as king and it's going horribly wrong. There's a new king in town and he wants to have, have your domain where you give your heart and your life over to him and he takes up residence, clears out all the mess and he stops the plunder and he stops the, the spoiling of your, of your kingdom and he sets up his domain where it's righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you don't know him today, claim him as King, King Jesus, and see what God can do. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Bill. Danielle and Kevin, will you come up once again? I have this awesome little book called The Jesus Storybook. Every story whispers his name. This is one of the greatest commentaries on the work of Jesus Christ throughout the entire Bible. On every page, Jesus Christ is seen. And uh, if you guys, you want to read it together, you want to read it with Evan, 
I've read it over and over and over again. It's just awesome, okay? So we want to we wanna give that to you, okay? The Jesus Storybook Bible. And then, uh, is that the one that I wrote in? No. Check that out. I think I wrote in that one. All right. And then we have a certificate of dedication. Awesome. Gold-plated. Not really. But um, certificate of dedication. This is the certifier that Evan Richard Sislika was dedicated to God on this day, Sunday, September 18th, 2016, at Steel City Church, Lackawanna, New York. Pastor's name is Blink. I'll sign that before you take it home. And then the date, Jesus said to them, let the little children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God comes to those who are like these children. Amen. And then we have um, the format of the service that you can take home. All the, all the vows and the church vow that we, that we just uh, gave up to the Lord this morning. And then a little prayer that I'd like to read for, uh, for Kevin and Danielle and Evan. Okay. Lord, we dedicate this child to you, knowing there can be no, no better gift than living in your grace, resting in your love, walking in your ways. In the joy of your presence on this special day, we humbly ask your blessing, your wisdom, your guidance, your peace. Lord, you've placed this precious life into our loving arms. And now with all our faith and trust, our strength and love, we dedicate this child back to you. So, Evan Richard Sislika has been dedicated to the Lord. Amen. And now we have a job to do in raising them up to know Jesus Christ and to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's been a great day. Amen. 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 Thanks for, thanks for being, being with us at Steel City Church and family of the Sislikas. Thank you for coming, being a part of our service this morning. Sherry and Matt, thank you for being godparents. And the coffee's brewing. The hugs are ready. Good time of fellowship. And uh, just, let's, let's just have a great happy Sunday as we... Uh, as we ponder the great things of the Lord today. Amen? Amen.